welcome to Beach Theory. Woo! Today, we're gonna be talking about what happened after my mission and just oh, before yeah. I met her. So, so it will completely catch us up. It will, because in season one, episode one, it is our first date and our first Technically, meeting. Technically, it will catch you up. It won't catch me up because I didn't talk about what happened in high school to me. Should we do this some more? We of that? should, yeah. Okay. But let's... I could do it in one episode. Okay. Done. Before that, though, I want to talk about. There's one other thing I want to talk about in my mission that I never talked about yet. What? And that is something that happened in my family while I was on my mission. Oh, yeah. So, literally halfway through my mission, uh, my mom. He leaves and his family's a certain way. Yeah. So, I leave on my mission. My whole family's in Florida. All my friends are in Florida. And you know, as I'm leaving to go to my mission, I'm like, one day I'll be back to you, Florida. Like in two years, I'll be back to all my friends. I'm saying goodbye. I'll see you in two years. And I when missionaries come back, they like have this missionary homecoming where yeah. all these people either show up at the airport and they're like, woohoo, you're back. You did it. And then like they'll have or at a the very special, least, like, we talk in church. At, at church, they'll talk in church, and like all their friends will come to their homecoming. And all the girls that are like, ooh. Finally, are, you're can. available now to get married to. So I had this expectation of <laughs> what was going to happen. And then they'll have like food, and it's this exciting thing. And that's like a pretty normal expectation. Like right. that's not like, oh, that's crazy, not too much to expect. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> so I'm thinking this is going to be my life when I get home off my mission. Well, Halfway through my mission, my most of my family, well, actually all of my family moves from Florida to Oregon. Which is a huge move. Which is like unheard of, kind of crazy. My my mom grew up in Oregon. I was born in Oregon. So my, my mom has a lot of family there, which is why they wanted to move specifically to Oregon. But had anything like that ever happened but to you before? No, like or my whole life we were always in Florida because my dad worked in Florida. He owned a business there. He couldn't just uproot and leave. And so for that to happen was kind of crazy mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, like totally unexpected. Mm -hmm. Like because they moved to Oregon, that meant after my mission, I didn't go home to Florida. I went home to Oregon. And that was super Nobody weird. Nobody knew you. So my last area was in West Mountain. I lived in this, or not West, in West Jordan. Can we cut that part out? Let's cut that. Um, so I, it was in West Jordan and I was in this really, really, really nice area. Everybody had really nice homes. I lived in the basement of a member uh, in this really nice basement, you know, super fancy house. And uh, at the end of my mission, I hop on an airplane. I fly to Oregon. My parents pick me up and they take me to the middle of nowhere in the woods to live in a tent. Because that's where they were living in Oregon. <laughs> they had never lived in a tent before that. No. They always lived in a normal house. Yes. So I had a uh, very much culture shock after my mission. Uh, because, you know, I was going from missionary life, teaching the gospel and working as a missionary, you know, dressing, dressing up in church clothes, a white shirt and a tie. And then I go to Oregon and I'm literally wearing like junk clothes. I shower once a week. I, Growing out your beard. You know, I... Sun bleached no, hair because you're outside all no day. No running water, no electricity, no internet. I know this. Okay. It's I crazy. Know this is just your life. This is just your experiences. I know like you were grateful for it. In fact, you loved it. 
I had no complaints. But I feel sad for you. <laughs> I do. And I always have about that. Just, yeah. you know, because if you've ever watched the RM, it's an <laughs> LDS movie. So a lot of people probably haven't seen it. It's not very widely known. But in that, basically the same thing happens. Like they sell his car, his parents sell his car, his girlfriend didn't tell him until he was home that he was getting married like she was getting married she was getting married like he loses his job he like everything is changing his mom's having another baby she's like not even really caring about him like there was so so much of that movie that reminds me of your story coming home and it just like it just makes me feel bad because <laughs> you know you do you you're raised thinking everything's gonna be a certain way and then it just that was not anything close to what you were expecting true and that's that is disappointing it is to an extent um i think you adjusted well though i think i adjusted well yeah um because it was like a new adventure and my family was really into like uh, native american lifestyles and my mom was wanting to build a cob house in the woods of Oregon, they bought like 33 acres and they were just living in the mountains and hippie style, totally she, hippie style. Yeah. And a cob house is like straw, sand, clay, clay, mixed um, in all with mixed water into with like water. A, a putty. And then you, you smack, smack it, it onto, onto the, the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it's really cool because it keeps the house really cool. In fact, we should make one of those on our property right now. That would be so cool. Well, that's the thing is my mom was like, I want to do this. Yeah. I think it's really, really cool. So yeah. I'm just going to do it and no one can tell me no. And yeah. so she did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kudos to her for following her passion and her dreams. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't my dream. And so, you know, I came home and I stayed with them probably July and August, maybe a month and a half. I think I stayed with them for maybe, maybe it was less than that. Maybe it was only a month. Um, just working on the property uh, with my family. And, uh, you know, they paid me. So it was kind of a way for me to save up a little bit of money. Um, but there was a girl that I had met on my mission near the end of my mission that I really liked. And I wanted to pursue a relationship with her. She and I had a lot of common interests. We were both homeschooled. You know, we both had a lot of ideals about how we wanted to She's my age. have a family. She was about, uh, I think she was about your age. Um, and so I didn't know Rebecca at the time, but I knew her. And anyway, I would go, I would drive all the way into town just so I could hop on a phone call and talk to her for half hour. How long did you do that hour. for? Um, I did that probably every once a week, maybe. <laughs> Um, and then about a month being home, so I gave my homecoming talk. And in, wait, you missed something. What? As you were laying under the stars <laughs> on the prop, we call it the property. It's uh, just the property up in Oregon. The property. The property. So if we ever re reference the property, you know we're talking about the place where everybody lived in tents or made cob houses and it was yeah. hippie style, no running water, no electricity. Anyways. Wow, he was, you know, going to hippie lifestyle for that few months. He was laying under the stars thinking of that girl. And he wrote her the sweetest poem about the stars. And I don't actually remember it all. I bet you still have it somewhere. Basically, it illustrated my current life situation and how amazing and beautiful it was. And how you just wished she was there with you. And how everything was great and all it was missing was you. Yep. 
And then later he gave that poem to me. <laughs> he reused it. Well, he read it to me lovingly, even uh, though it was wrote for, written for somebody else. <laughs> if I bought an engagement ring and that engagement didn't work out, is it bad to reuse that engagement ring? You better change it a little bit before you give it. <laughs> Polish it up. <laughs> it was a good poem. No, it was. I'm proud of it. I just thought that was so funny, and I've teased him ever since that he reused a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, he. Uh, I just. I've always teased him for that. He he read it to me, and I said, "What did you write that for?" And he said, "Another girl." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" At least I was honest. <laughs> I know with you. it was so funny. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> So, anyway. That was um, like when we were very first dating that you even read that to me. <laughs> so, uh, when I was in, so we were living in the, in the property was really close to a town called Cottage Grove in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And so, I would go to Cottage Grove and that's where I gave my homecoming talk to a whole bunch Two of strangers. strangers. And They're like, who is this guy? That was really weird. That's sad. And I wanted to meet other people in the area, singles in the area. And so I looked up like the local singles ward and the nearest one was in Eugene, Oregon. And so I was like, okay. So they were going to have a dance or like a social activity. So I drove all the way to Eugene and I got, you know, showered my one shower for the week. I got all cleaned <laughs> up and I went over to this. I drove about an hour to Eugene. By the way, and I got there. Where Hang did on. you shower? Hang on, and I got to the church, and it was a not. It was not a young single adult activity. It was an old single adult activity. So I'm like 22 years old or 21, right? Fresh off my mission, ready to mingle with girls, and it's like all these old people. I'm like, crap! I went to the wrong. I, I misread the poster. So it's so so funny. Yeah, I'm was, sure all those people were like, "Ooh, fresh meat!" I opened up the door. I saw who was in there. And I was like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm gonna flash back to my high school years really quick because that reminded me of a story. But um, in high school, I had a boyfriend who I was dating, and somehow I think because his dad was bishop. They were like in charge of an old single adults um, dance. And it was the funniest dance I've ever been to in my life. I had a really good time, but it was so weird. It was like full on dinner, which was really nice, which they never do for younger people, by the way. (sighs) Okay, that's not true. But anyways, that was really nice. But they (laughs) literally... (laughs) I'm trying not to be rude because this could come across very rude. But there was a guy that was playing a banjo with his band. He was missing his main finger to use. So he had other like things to help his nub play the banjo. And they were literally singing with old people dancing everywhere. How much is that dog in the window? How much is that doggy for sale? And everybody was dancing. It was so funny. That's all I remember from that. And we didn't stay for very long because it was very awkward. (laughs) But it's good memory. Yep. 
Oh, you asked me where I would shower. Where did you shower? At the local campground. They would literally, and this uh, later, he brought me to live on the property too, which we we've talked, talked about, about that, that in another episode. Jinx. Anyways, but we would just hop the fence and run to the campground and take a shower. And I don't know if anybody ever asked permission. And I was very no, uncomfortable with not asking ask. permission. And it was literally <sighs> like an RV campsite and they had showers for people to just use. And we just pulled over on the side of the road, hopped over the little picket fence that went around the property <laughs> and just walked over to the showers and took a shower. I mean, nobody really cared, but I still felt so like We weren't bothering anyone. They had multiple <sighs> showers, so it's not like we were taking the showers meant for the yeah. campers. Maybe we used the tiny little speck of hot water that they had. Oh, they didn't have hot water. It, it was, was like it lukewarm. was literally lukewarm. And if the if there was any breeze at all, you were just like this, 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 this. <laughs> it was so miserable. That's why we only showered once a week. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that was my life after my mission. Oh, yeah. one other thing I did in Cottage Grove was I found the local missionaries. Oh. And I would hang out with them every chance i got really you were yes. like i missed my mission yes my life at home is not what i expected yeah so i went out <laughs> I with go the back others to something comfortable and familiar and it was so weird because i was used to being a missionary in utah and one of the things that we did as missionaries in utah was we would give uh we would ask people if they would commit to being baptized on the first lesson yeah and outside of utah that's not a thing and so I always had this thing in my mind where I was like, man, I wonder what would happen if they took missionaries from Utah, serving in Utah, and moved them to another mission somewhere else. Would they still have the same success? Mm, I don't know. Interesting. And so I wanted to try that method. So I went out with the elders one time <laughs> in Cottage Grove, Oregon. I don't know if I've ever heard this before. And uh, we were teaching some people. They didn't have as many people to teach as I was used to but we went to go teach someone and i told them about giving a baptismal commitment on the first lesson and it like blew their mind you and told the missionaries or the people the missionaries and i think that we actually went to an appointment and we gave a baptismal commitment on the first lesson and um i don't remember <laughs> i i want to say they did not get a return appointment how about they, you say, because but you can't, can't remember, they got baptized right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know did not happen. I, I think that the I think that they didn't get a second appointment. Oh, because that's it sad. Was too direct. It too, just maybe needed too to direct. be built upon. It's too, you know, like, I think the reason why it's like that is because most people in Utah know all about Mormonism or... They at least know of you it. You know, like, and so to do that is not so crazy but right. outside of utah when you don't even know like there's not very many like there are a lot of, of members outside of utah but not compared to utah right so it's much more like few and far between strange thing. yeah yeah but i think i probably went with them teaching maybe two or three times and it was a lot of fun and uh oh i remember we would go to the local library about once a week and we would check emails and go online so basically you were like trying to live vicariously through the missionaries your missionary life that was over yeah because it was familiar to it was you familiar and i missed it you're like i just need something normal so That's... after being home for about a month and working on the property that whole time 
Um, oh, by the way, the first meal I ate after my mission was barbecue bunny sandwich. Why am I not surprised? Because my family had bunnies on their <laughs> on the property and they cooked one of them up and gave me a barbecue bunny. It was good. Tastes like pulled pork. I'm really hungry now. I can just say <laughs> that. My, my mouth's literally watering and I'm thinking of the bunnies and how... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's go eat some. No, I'm thinking of chicken. <laughs> so about a month home. Um, so it was probably mid-August. I went to go stay with my older sister, Melissa. Okay. Who was living near Portland at the time, Hillsboro. Were you going to say why your family moved to Oregon? Um, I did. Because my mom wanted to live primitively. She wanted to go back to her hippie roots. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go into any deeper detail than that? I don't think I need to right now. You could just... Ex- like just a no- quick overview. If you wanted. I think that's all that needs to be said at this time. Okay. Because. Maybe one day. Because ultimately that was. That was how I understood it. At the time. At the time. And that's what, what, uh, what mattered, I guess. Okay. So I went to go stay with my sister who was living in a normal house in Hillsboro. (laughs) You're like, thank goodness. (laughs) And she owned a photography business. Artisan Photographics. And she and my other sister, Melanie, were doing it together as kind of a tag team project to make a little bit of money. It's like so interesting how how much life has changed since then. Yeah. And it was only 12, 12 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> like really not that long ago. Yeah. But well, it's like 12 years. World it it is that long ago because that was before any of our kids were born. Now we have five. People, you know? <laughs> people go 12 years and nothing changes That's in their true. life. That's true. That is true. And we have we've woof, like night so and much day. has like changed. I, unrecognizably different. Yeah. Anyway, so I went and stayed with them, and um, one of the highlights was they were doing photography full time. Well, not full time. It was kind of a part time thing, but I think I stayed with her, Missy, my sister, for two or three weeks, and we did five weddings. Oof, wow! And I got to be there assistant kick tester at the photo shoots (laughs) and so they had their two cameras and they were like going at it and they taught me basics of how to use a dslr camera manual settings and i went to town and had a blast and ate all the cake at the wedding so that was his favorite part the cake was my favorite (laughs) but they also paid me i think i earned like 250 bucks let's see what year was this 2008 2008 august and this was august here i am so let's do my side What's happening in my life? What is happening in your life? So, beginning of 2008, summer, that was when I graduated high school. And I was so happy and it felt so weird graduating high school because I felt like all of the people that I went to high school with were in school together somewhere else without me. So, it's funny because I feel like you did a little bit of the similar thing with All the missionaries I used to serve with are still there. They're all still there without Without me me. and I'm so left out. (laughs) I remember feeling so left out like all my friends. I bet they're just at high school having a blast and I'm not there. And I had a really good time in high school. Like, I really think high school was a blast. Because you were popular. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I she just had She was fun. like the coolest kid in the whole school. 
And everybody had a crush on her. You weren't born yet. Just kidding. You weren't even there. How do you know? I've heard the stories. Okay. She was on the front page of the newspaper half a dozen times. <laughs> Not half a dozen. She won all the awards Twice. and she was on the phone books. Like she was pop, like the leader of the esteemed team and student city count, youth city council. Like she was top dog in the town. No, it wasn't. Yes, you were. <laughs> but I like to hear how you think it was. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who I've who I've heard that came from, you know, North San Peter or whatever that have said they used to be a big fish in a little pond and then they moved out and they were a small fish in a big pond and they didn't like it. So they moved back. <laughs> you were definitely the biggest fish in no, that I, little pond. Are you calling me fat? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no. It was really fun though. I had a I had such a good time in high school. So it by the time he was off his mission I was, which is just so funny because we were literally an hour away from each other for two years. Because while I was on my mission, you yeah. were down in San Pete he County. Had no, we never met each other, but we were just an hour Probably away. Probably an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, probably. But still, that's so close for two years. And I didn't know I was going to marry you. And I remember thinking, I wonder where my husband's at right now. There were times on my mission right where I would now. pray for my future wife. Aww. Like, I don't know who she is, but Heavenly Father, please take care of her and protect Aww. her and prepare her for me. And That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. So I was praying for you and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, didn't, I don't remember praying for you, but I remember thinking, what is he doing right now? And I wonder if I've met him already or not. Um, but I graduated high school. And then I think I worked at uh, my job, which was a hardware store, which it's difficult for girls to work at hardware stores because nobody believes that you know anything about anything because it's a very manly job. Most men want to talk to other men that come into a hardware store, you know? Yeah. It was frustrating. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I worked part-time and then I like I remember buying like dishes and like recipe cards and little things for getting prepared to go out on my own. And then um I pretty much was just prepping for college that whole summer, getting so this is the exact same time when you're out in the wilderness. Oh, it's just so weird thinking about like at the exact time. Now I know what you were doing, you know? Mm -hmm. I was prepping for college and I got to get to stay in a dorm which was called castalia and i think they still have it but i wouldn't be surprised if they tear it down one day because it's like not super nice but my sister used to be like the ra there and i used to sleep over when i was like 12 or something and so i had like this image of what college was going to look like and that's what i got to i was so excited when i got a room of my own by the way for the first time in my life that was an actual room and I was by myself. And I was so excited about that because I knew I was going to get married soon. I just had this feeling like I was going to get married soon and that I was never going to be able to have my own room again. So I was really excited about that. I got into the dorm, had my own room, bought my own groceries and was terrified for my life because I was in the big city now, which was actually not a big city. Ephraim, Utah. Ephraim, Utah is like, I think there's like... 3,000 people, maybe. 
The big city. The big city. city. It was bigger than the city where I grew up in, in Mount Pleasant. And so I was like, oh, I think I heard gunshots the first night. I was so scared. I literally went in my room. So there's like the apartment that you can lock the door on. I went in the apartment, locked that door, went in my room and locked that door. And I was by myself. No other roommates were there yet. And I was just like shivering in my bed like, I'm so scared. What's going to happen to me? And it was that moment that I was like, you know what? If I die, I die. And I'm supposed to die. And there's nothing I can do to change that. So I might as well be happy while I'm alive. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> You're funny. Let's get back to what you were doing then. <laughs> what happened next? So I was helping be an assistant in the weddings. Meanwhile, I was calling that same girl more often now because I consistently had cell service, Ooh. which was nice. And we arranged that I was going to come back to Utah and go on a date with her and hang out with her a little bit. Um, and everything was honky dory, like no problem. Honky dory. Did you say honky dory or hunky dory? Honky dory. Hunky dory. No hunky. No hunky. Whatever. That's I've always said it like hunky. Do- Let's look it up. It's honky dory. Honky dory or hunky dory? I promise it's honky dory. <laughs> the debate. Let's look Becca, it up. It's honky dory. Honky dory. Hunky dory. It's hunky. Are you kidding me? Ah, you've been saying it wrong your whole life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it when Let's I listen prove to it how they right. Pronounce it. Prove myself right. Hunky dory. Hunky dory. I was right. Wow. <laughs> Where does that even come from? Hunky dory. <laughs> Honky Dory. Anyways. <laughs> it's uh, Hunky Dory. Well, my settled brother-in-law, Missy, her husband, <laughs> Jeff, he loved going whitewater rafting. And so he owned his own raft. And so we organized this fun trip to go whitewater rafting together. And my biological father, Mark, came from Utah to Oregon to go on this rafting day trip with us for fun. And he drove with his wife and they drove all the way over to Oregon. And the plan was after the canoe trip or after the rafting trip, I was going to take a ride with him to Utah and stay with him for a month, maybe six weeks or so. Um, And by coming to Utah, it would give me the opportunity to go on a date with a girl that I had met on my mission that I liked, that I'd been talking to. Well, uh, we drove all the way back to to Utah, and that first day, as we were driving to Utah, we didn't even go to their house yet. We went straight to Rebecca's family. <laughs> Which, I was at college. She wasn't even there. I was at college at this point, so... And I think I did share this part. Maybe I didn't, but I think I shared this part... In our first episode. Yeah. About how that I first met your family. Yes. So now it all comes together. Where there was my cake that I had made out of ceramics sitting on the table. And he saw that and was like, 
I want some. When are they going to give me cake? And Because I made it really realistic. And he's like, when are they going to give me cake? And then he never got cake. And it was even dusty. And he didn't even notice that it was ceramic. This feels really weird. Why? Just the idea that we've told our entire story now. Like literally from our childhood all the way up through my mission to meeting you and your family to getting married all the way up until now. Like between seasons one and two, our entire life is documented. Mine isn't yet. I still have to talk about my high school. We'll save that for the next episode. <laughs> but like, that's pretty much the end. I think yeah. just uh, to make sure that I didn't leave this part out, I can't remember specifically if I talked about this in the first episode, um, but the girl that I came to Utah to date, I set up an appointment to go on a date with her and she was down in Cedar City at the time going to college down there. And I drove all the way down to Cedar City, which was like a two and a half hour drive. And I met up with her and it was a group date. And there was another boy also on the group date that she liked more than me. <laughs> and it was very obvious she was wasn't interested. not that interested in me. Mm. And it was really hard for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so... I never went on another date with her. I drove all the way back home. And that's the girl he wrote a poem about and then gave to me. Mm-hmm. But shortly after that is when she's I met you. She's a good person. She's a really good, good person. person. I've met her. Yeah, she's and her whole family's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I came to Utah for one girl and I ended up staying for another one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody warned him and said, Never go to Utah. I said, if you marry Utah, your girl, you'll be stuck in Utah for the rest of your life. And he was right. And you are Ooh, worth it. Yeah. So That's right next I episode, I want to hear the rest of your story because I, I think that there's still a little bit more that you haven't shared yet. Yep. And if you remember any of it, you'll have to tell me what you remember from all the stories <laughs> from high school. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Beach Theory. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Pod the game. <laughs>